on today's show. Allowing this plant medicine, I could see that, yeah, then you're, you're coming into contact with what nature wants to give you to heal, right? We keep talking about we need to heal the earth and the earth can heal us if we let mm-hmm. it and allowing these fae folk, allowing these mysteries and magic to yeah. encompass us and allow us in that door. Just the concept of that can begin a healing factor for you. Hello, welcome to Mystical Magic Creatures. I'm Beth. And I'm Erica. And today we have a very special guest. Yes, we do. And an unexpected guest, actually. Dave Schrader is a longtime friend, and he has done so many things. The list goes on and on. He's the host of one of my all-time favorite radio shows, Darkness Radio, and he is now the lead investigator on the Holzer Files TV show, which you can find on Discovery+. Plus. And of all the things that you could talk to Dave Schrader about, the last thing I thought we would be discussing with him <laughs> is fairies. Yes, I love it. <laughs> Dave, thank you so much for coming on our show. Yeah, thank you. Hey, it's a pleasure. I, uh, you know, I had a chance to chat with Erica last week and started to let her in on some of the funny views I had on the paranormal and how fairies were never in that realm until you start having weird experiences that lead you to believe maybe, maybe there is something to this. <laughs> it's so true. And I think that, um, you know, you've been investigating for so long. Eric and I have been investigating for many years. And it's strange. We, Eric and I always say that the more we investigate, the less we feel like we know. And the more we start to uncover like, wow, this could possibly be a thing. And fairies is one of those yeah. things, <laughs> oddly enough. Right. Yeah. That's, you know, I had Rosemary Ellen Guiley on the show. Uh, way back when and she had written a book about fairies and uh, I just, you know, I, I kind of laughed at the beginning and she goes, why are you laughing? And I said, oh, it's fairies, Rosemary. And she, goes, <laughs> she goes, so werewolves, vampires, ghosts, demons, aliens, Bigfoot, El Chupacabra, that's okay. But a fairy, which predates most of those stories and cryptids, True. you just can't wrap your head around. Why do you draw that delineation line? And I said, yeah. well, I guess... Because to me, fairies are Tinkerbell. They're silly little cartoony figures. And she said, that's that's not it at all. And educated me on a lot of the history of fairies. And then through my career investigating and, and challenging paradigms and, and stories, I've had some encounters I cannot, I, I just have absolutely no excuse or understanding of. And, uh, and, and they seem to fall into that fairy realm. And, you know, I had, I had one, um, aboard the queen Mary a couple of times. Uh, I've, I've had them at uh, the Belvoir winery in, uh, in Missouri, Liberty, Missouri. Um, I went out to Ireland and saw fairies for myself and we could talk (laughs) about that a little bit more. And Mm -hmm. so I've, I've had some pretty cool experiences and, um, Savannah, Georgia was my first, I guess for a, you know, as a paranormal investigator, the one thing most of us discard pretty easily is the orb phenomena. Yeah. Right. And for your listeners that may not be familiar with orbs, they're the small anomalous balls of light that seem to appear in some pictures. Mm-hmm. Um, I've, I've always strayed away from it being spiritual in nature for the most part, because it's usually in an old dusty house, an attic or a basement that you capture these. And the only time you capture these orbs is with a 
um, flash. Yeah. So my thoughts were, if it's a self-sustaining light or, or energy source, why does it need the flash? And, you know, I've, I've taught people to do experiments. I'm like, okay, take a picture in grandma's living room of the couch with the, you know, light streaming in through the window, then go mm-hmm. over and pound on the cushion and stand back and take a couple more pictures and look at all the souls you just freed into the universe. <laughs> <laughs> so that's why I, I'm, I'm not a firm believer in orb activity, but mm-hmm. We were out in uh, Savannah, Georgia, doing a ghost hunt. And for the life of me, I can't remember the name of it. It's oh, the Sorrel Weed House and a very famous uh, haunted house. And we were there to investigate. And I was outside, stationed outside during a break. And um, I was taking pictures of the backyard and and this little garden area where the woman had, uh, the wife had, had found her husband having a tryst with one of the helpers, one of the the enslaved people. And uh, the enslaved woman ended up hanging mysteriously. Um, And then the wife threw herself off the balcony and killed herself. Wow. Wow. So I was taking pictures out in that area and uh, I caught some orb anomalies, but again, I'm outside, it's windy, it's dusty. So I'm not putting too much thought into it, but off to the side, there were, there was this big black garbage can, one of those matte plastic garbage cans. Uh, so it doesn't have a shine to it or anything. And as I took a bunch of pictures, I noticed that in one picture, there was something really weird that wasn't in any other pictures and they weren't orbs. It looked like a little figure Mm. and, and I zoomed in on it. And the more I zoomed in on it, the clearer it got. And it looked like the little FTD florist guy, you know, Mercury. And it was just this little light figure with, you know, kind of running and, I caught, I was like, what the flip am I looking at? And <laughs> yeah, I, I asked some of the other investigators, I go, I'm going to show you a picture I just took. Tell me what you see. And they're looking around and They're of course, looking for a full manifestation or a smoky haze or something. And they're like, I, I don't see anything. And I go, look down. So they look down and they're like, what? And I go, do you see a light anomaly? They're like, yeah, it's off your flash. And I go off of a black matte garbage can when there's no flash on any of the other pictures. Right. And I said, now look at this. And I I zoomed it in and they were like, holy cow, that looks like a little person running. And I'm like, yeah. (laughs) I mean, I had had a few drinks. So if I had seen it with my (laughs) naked eye, I would blame it on that, but my camera caught it. So either my camera was really drunk (laughs) or something, but that was my first foray. And I sent that picture to Rosemary and it was funny. Mm -hmm. I just said, can you tell me what you see in this picture? And she said, why? And and she was afraid I was setting her up and I'm like, bro, I'm not setting you up. I seriously, what the flip is this thing? And she said, what do you think it is? And I said, I think it's a fairy. And she goes, <laughs> sure looks like it, doesn't it? Yeah. Wow. Wow. So I, I just, it, it blew me away and it was such a cool little image. And unfortunately that was like about 20 cell phones ago. <laughs> you know, I think I yeah. just come out of the flip phone market and had made my way to uh, a big boy and a smartphone. And uh, so I've lost that picture, but um <sighs> I know. I, I was just going to ask you if you still uh, have the picture. I should. I, you know, I know I've got all my old cell phones. I should just go through them and pull and pillage all mm. of my old pictures and see if I've still got it somewhere. But yeah. it was a really cool little head scratcher. Yeah. Yeah. So that that was my first kind of example of capturing something that I would, I would put into that. But again, that's my perception of what a fairy is because of what we've seen in Hollywood movies and fairy mm. tales. So 
sparkly little figure. Mm-hmm. Well, it's go ahead, Erica. No, go ahead. <laughs> I was gonna say, well, it's funny that you say sparkly little figure because Erica and I, when we were at your Stanley Hotel event uh-huh. many years ago, we did our own little secret investigation. <laughs> <laughs> and we went out to see fairies one night. And, well, well, actually, yeah. actually asked me. Wait, she's what? like, "Make sure people realize this is before <laughs> legalized marijuana in the state yes, of Colorado." It, was. it so actually they, was. They understand. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. But we have to tell the listeners the full the full story because I I've always been a big believer in fairies. I've always known that they've existed. They've been my friends since I was a little girl, um, and. I remember Beth and I having conversation about fairies while we were at the Stanley Hotel. Um, And because we were in such a naturist, beautiful place, I thought, you know, this would be the best time to go out and see if we could find anything. And it happened to be in between some of the events and it was around twilight time. And I, I know that's like the best time to connect with these energies. And so Beth was gracious enough to humor me because <laughs> I think Beth, and I don't want to put words in your mouth, so you can definitely let, let, let the listeners know. But I think at that time you were a little bit on the fence about if fairies were real oh, or not. I mean, like completely uh, no, on the side of there's no fairies. <laughs> For <laughs> yeah. sure. I, I went with Erica and I was like, okay, sure, Erica. Well, you know, Dave and I were actually like the biggest skeptics ever when we first started. Both of us were. Yeah. Dave was like, nothing ever happens around me. I I just repel ghosts. <laughs> and I thought the same thing. I was like, it's just because we don't believe Dave. Like, we can't see anything. And well, I, I, have be- def- I believed in the paranormal, but I just, I wasn't willing to fall down every rabbit hole. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, yeah. now I'm a complete lunatic and believe <laughs> everything. <laughs> You've crossed over. Welcome to the other side. <laughs> As a matter of fact, my cats talk to me now. <laughs> I, I heard you having a conversation with them before we started. Well, they're sometimes the most intelligent beings in my house besides my wife and I. So true. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so, so so we went. Yeah. So Erica was like, do you want to go out and see fairies? And I was like, okay, Erica, sure. Um, oh, there's the cat. Aww, cute. Aww. <laughs> hey, hey, Bodie should talk to his cat. Um, Erica Mr. also Mr. has Mittens. a cat. Mr. Mittens. He is a psychic cat. Aww. But Aww. unfortunately, I don't speak cat, so I can't tell you what he's ever telling me. lots of predictions so cute i love that and we're all animal lovers so yeah there's just going to be animal stops in every show we were talking about erica's cat in the first show (laughs) yeah back to cats um yeah but no so we went out to we went we went out in estes park and went to i mean i just followed erica up into the woods and trusted that she wasn't you know, luring me out there, you know, to, to like murder me or anything. I mean, she's, it's every horror movie starts with some pretty little girl taking you someplace you shouldn't go. I know. That's so funny. I know. It never ends right. There's always murder and blood. No, trust me. It's really okay. Yeah. So yeah, I followed her out there and we, I mean, I, I, I actually couldn't deny it. I did see little sparkles in the bushes on the ground. Yeah. Yeah. We, we had stopped. There was some, um, some, uh, I believe if rocks and we had stopped just kind of take in actually the experience and it was just so beautiful. And, um, and then sure enough, I, I could, so 
sometimes I can hear them. I know it sounds strange, but I, I, I feel very connected to them. And um, I can't always hear what they're saying, but I, I get the sense like, okay, right here. And, and we stop and, um, and then we all, we both kind of settle in and I'm waiting to see, cause I don't want to implant any thoughts. I want to see if, you know, like what's Beth picking up on? Maybe, you know, I'm just kind of waiting. And she, and, I, and then she's like, do you, do you see that? And I was like, oh, I got so excited. I was like, yes, yes, I do. <laughs> They're my friends. <laughs> They're my friends. That's, that's like, she's not crazy. They do exist. <laughs> you know, I, it's so funny. But it's like that, like, even though we saw that, I still couldn't, um, really say like i i still felt like possibly my eyes were playing tricks on me and it was like at a certain time of night where it was like you know almost night it was like twilight or whatever and so i i was like i can't really say that my eyes weren't playing tricks on me but then i did um i did see something like a few years later at this when we were ghost hunting at this place called the gulf ordinance plant in mississippi and we were outside the, um, the area that we were in had no electricity. Um, and the, the place that we actually went to, like no one could have set anything up ahead of time. I went out with some ghost hunters and I was just trying to, I was trying to get to know them for a TV show basically. And at the end of the night I said, well, I never got to go down to that short tunnel area. And so this guy said, well, let's just go real quick. They were all packing up. So like no one was in there. No one knew we were going to go down there ahead of time. So we just decided to impromptu four people. We went down to the short tunnel and one of the ghost hunter guys was using this Frank bo Frank's box and he was, you know, asking questions and like, he was like, is anybody there? And I, you know, I was rolling my eyes, like thinking nothing was going to happen. <laughs> and then um, really like maybe at the most eight feet away from us, I look at this tree and in front of this tree, there were these little sparkles that I sort of recognized because of this experience I'd had with Erica. And um, I just said to everyone, does anybody else see these little sparkles? And so they all look over at this tree and then all of a sudden this one light, it was like the size of a Christmas tree light. It like faded into the air. And I mean, it was a thousand percent there. I have, I like, I cannot explain what this thing was. It was not a reflection. It was, like clear as day, faded into the air and faded back out. And I said to everyone that was with me, I said, did you all see that? And they all said, yes. And then the ghost hunter guy that I was with at the time said, if that was you, can you do it again? And then it faded back in and faded back out in the exact same position. And I was like, no way. You know, I was like, <laughs> and then I wanted to stay, of course, because I was absolutely intrigued. But two of the ghost hunters that we were with were scared and made us leave. And I was so mad. I was like, <laughs> you don't leave when you start to see something. But um, like I told, I was told Erica this on the last show. It wasn't scary, actually, when I saw it. And I, I don't really know what it what it was. Maybe it was a weather anomaly that I'm not aware of. But um, so I can't exactly say what it was, but it was a thousand percent something. And that was the night where things kind of flipped for me. And I started to say, maybe there is more to this than I think. Mm -hmm. And well, it's a weather anomaly. I'm looking up the weather on that day. And uh, as a matter of fact, it, it says it was partly cloudy with a 90% chance of fairies. Yes. 
<laughs> exactly. Turns out you're right. It was a weather anomaly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but you, didn't you see weather. something like that, Dave? Didn't you see a light? Yeah, I, I actually, uh, the first time I saw it was when I was aboard the Queen Mary. And I had gone down to the hole, the front end of the ship. Is that the front end or the back? I could never understand on the ship. It was where the prisoners it's had the been front. kept. Right. Yeah. And I was down in that that area. And um, I was sitting there with Grant Wilson. And it was just the two of us. And it was kind of like we'd gone down, I think it was like a night or so before the big event that we would hold. So for listeners that don't know, I would hold these big darkness radio events aboard the Queen Mary or the Stanley or whatever. And we'd come with about 200 listeners and we would have celebrities from TV shows like Ghost Hunters and Paranormal State and Dead Famous and, and uh, Haunting Evidence and, and then Ghost Adventures eventually uh, that would be on these programs. Well, Grant and I had decided to go down and we were just sitting there quietly, just kind of absorbing. We were hoping to hear that mysterious croaking noise. <laughs> and we weren't getting anything. We were just shoot, shooting the breeze. And it was like there was one little, um, it was like a safety light that you could see down there. So it put off just a very low din of light. But as we're chatting, all of a sudden, in the sky, you just see these sparkles. Yeah. And I looked at Grant, and he looked up, and he goes, what the frig? What was that? And I'm like, I don't know. Are, those, are there wires up there? You know, thinking maybe there's electrical wire sparking. We're looking. He's like, no, man, there's nothing there. And all of a sudden, psh, you just see these little sprinkles. And there was no sound. I don't, being a boy, that's how you, you got to make noise, right? I, I was I, like, wow, I, that's pretty cool. I, I, I can't hold a, a, a ruler without going. Either, so. <laughs> that's so awesome. That's, you know, that's uh, good, Dave. Um, so. Looking at this, we just saw this thing sparkle, and it would—it it was like a like a little mini firework just went off in the air, and yeah. the two of us were like, "What in God's green earth are we looking at?" And so that really kind of intrigued me, and I was like, "This is inside a ship. This isn't out in in yeah in the forest, you know, uh, ship fairies. I'd never heard of them, <laughs> you know. Well, but I guess why not, right? I mean, yeah, spirit, yeah. nature sprites and things are mm -hmm. part of the water. Maybe they just yeah. they come inside. It's you know nice, and sure. their wings don't get wet. I don't know. I don't know the rules. <laughs> I don't know the rules. But they but just these sparkles would pop up around us, and you know, I grew up in Illinois, so I had seen lightning bugs before. Uh, imagine a lightning bug just suddenly exploding. That's all I get. It was just like, <laughs> yeah. you see the, the blink and then poof, it was just that. Uh, and it was really cool. And then I, I didn't see anything for years until about, I think four or five years ago, I was at the Belvoir winery, the odd fellows asylum in, uh, Liberty, Missouri, and they've got an outside little building that we would investigate and has some weird activity. And I was taking the, the group in. And I said, all right, we're going to go in here. This, and I can't remember the stories associated with it right now. But as we all walked in, as I turned around, it just popped in front of us again wow. in midair. Wow. And everybody was like, Schrader, what did you do? That was cool. Do that again. I'm like, I got nothing. I don't, you know, I don't know how that happened. That was cool. And they're like, no, you set that up. I'm like, dude, go look. There's nothing there. I have no yeah. clue what just happened. Yeah. So I could not make sense of what we just witnessed. But I... I know what I saw and mm -hmm. it was just this expulsion. Now, again, does that make it a fairy or because I, you know, I have nothing else to associate it with. Could it be a natural phenomena of, of, of an energy burst? Um, you know, it could be, I, I don't know. And I didn't see, 
you know, Tinkerbell come flying up and talk to me. I didn't see anything that would, you know, denote that. And I think people get that impression, obviously, because that's all we know about. Uh, you know, I had, I had, um, when we were in Ireland, the guy told me, uh, you know, your fairies, they're not like Tinkerbell. And I'm like, what do you mean? He goes, you know, they're not these cute little pixies that fly around and blah, 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 <laughs> you know, blah, 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 blah. They're actually quite violent and mean, and they could be really, uh, here at, here in Ireland, they could be very aggressive if you infringe on their territory without being polite and, and introducing <laughs> yourselves and yeah. you got to do this and you got to do that. And I'm like, uh, well, then it's exactly like Tinkerbilly goes, no, no. She was a, a sweet little, a, a sweet. She tried to kill Wendy and Peter. She turned over the lost boys. She's a bitch. Let's just call her what she is. Uh, she was a jerk. So he goes, oh, I guess, I guess you're right. She really is. So, um, but he, he said that they're actually a little bit more, um, uh, more like uh, woodland creature looking. They're, they're more, they don't look like little sparkly people. So I don't know, but I mean, Erica, you've seen them. You've been friends with them. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> why are you laughing? I, I know you this sounds this. so strange. It, you know, it's funny because I do. So I do feel like um, different regions of the world the fairies and elementals um, have different appearances as well. And, uh, and then, um, well, I know that they're not all the Tinkerbell type, like the sparkly, you know, kind. Um, there's lots of different layers and levels. It's, it's similar to, you know, to the, I guess, the theories on, you know, hierarchy of alien beings and, you know, interdimensional beings. Um, ghosts, all, all different things. So with the fairies, there's the elementals and, um, and they can be a little, and sprites and, you know, there's just a whole bunch of them and they can be mischievous. They can be a little dark sometimes. Um, but in general, and generally speaking, at least the ones that I connected with as a child, um, they were very friendly and definitely shared that they're here to, you know, a help nurture the earth because you know <laughs> they know that we exist, so they have to exist. <laughs> um, and they also help with animals and assist with animals as well. Um, and they provide a lot of of healing and um, and insight on how to better care and connect with with Mother Earth, really. So, um, but there is a lot of lore too. So. I wouldn't say I'm an, a fairy expert by any stretch of the means. I'm definitely a fairy um, inquirer <laughs> and I want to understand more about them and understand. I just, nope. I have this connection. Nope. You're Erica Frost, fairyologist. <laughs> fairyologist. I like that. <laughs> it's a new category. <laughs> That's right. Fairyologist. That, you know, maybe, maybe that could be something. Um <laughs> Yeah, so I, I do recognize that there are all different types, just like in any other part of the paranormal world. So, Dave, how high are you? Just how high are you? <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I, I'm always fascinated by it. Like I said, had I not seen it, I would still be kind of sitting on that fence post, going, "I don't know what I'm seeing." But I had that one holy beep moment when I went to Ireland and I believe we were at Fivey Castle, I want to say in Ireland. 
and we were there for the ghosts. We, we went with our, you know, listeners. I, we go about 20 to 30 people every year to some foreign location, Romania and, and, uh, France and Germany and England and Prague. And, and, uh, here we are in Ireland and they're begrudgingly telling us ghost stories. They all have ghost stories, but <laughs> the locals just don't like the, it's, they, I think they do it to placate the idiot visitors, right? The Americans who want haunted ghost stories. They talk about these these spirits that are there, but I kind of wonder if they feel that these spirits are more elemental or fey. Yeah. But but if people want to call them ghosts, they accept that. So as we're walking, there's this beautiful outdoor area with grass, and and I start walking through the grass, and all of a sudden, Beth, leaping up from the grass, are like ten to twenty fairies. <laughs> I, I I shit you not, pardon my French. This it just these things jump up in the sky and they're hovering in front of us and they're backlit by the sun and they look like a Disney fairy. They've got these beautiful wings and you could see their arms hanging down, their legs hanging down. They're absolutely breathtaking. Okay. And I was like, hey guys, guys, look at this. And people just stopped. And, and it, it, we must have looked like we were all tripping, right? Because we're all like, oh, oh, this is beautiful. Right? And like, oh, what is, oh. And I'm watching these little things flit around. And I'm like, my mind is whirling. I'm like, this cannot be. I'm, I'm, I've got to have, like, I must have breathed in mold spores in the, in the, <laughs> in the castle. I, I'm seeing fairies. They're real. And everybody's just kind of, huh. and what nobody took out a camera and photographed them. Thankfully, there is a professor who has photographed these fairies. So I was able to find them online because we talked about them on Darkness Radio in the past. And I found the picture and I'm like, is this what we saw? And everybody's like, yes, that is what we saw. And this guy swears by the fact that they are fairies. Mm -hmm. But I, being the skeptical inquirer, I followed one and I kept following it. And then it, it kind of hid and disappeared on a wall. And I'm like, why isn't it lit up anymore? I'm not even realizing it was backlit by the sun. I just thought it was glowing. That's how in the moment I was. So I go over and I look at the wall and there's this huge mosquito looking bug. And I'm like, oh my God, it's a bug. It's a bug. I got taken in by a stupid bug. These, and I was like, half of me was very proud. And the other half was like, what next? No Easter bunny, no Santa Claus. What, do you, what other portals do you want to go down, Dave? So I'm like, I don't know. This is so I take a picture and I walk over and the guide's like, uh, uh, I said, well, mystery solved. He goes, what do you mean? And I said, well, I, I followed one over and I took a picture of it. And he's like, okay, what did you get? And I said, it's just a big old mosquito. And he goes, oh yeah, it's just a big old mosquito. And I, I'm like, well, what it, look at the picture. It's a big old mosquito. Oh yeah. Yeah. It's a big old mosquito. I'm like, why are you being such a condescending jerk? It's a <laughs> Look at the picture. You can see it. And he goes, or is that what it wants you to see? Mm. And then he went on to describe that fairies will take the guise of animals, birds, flowers, and insects to keep us from bothering with them. Yeah. So, so I said, so if I run over there and smash it, a thousand of these suckers aren't going to jump up and start pixie dusting me to hell or something. <laughs> and he goes, well, I didn't say that. <laughs> so, I don't, you know, but, it, 
you know, all of a sudden he kind of got me back on that believer train, even though logically I'm like, no, dude, it's a mosquito. And when it jumps up in the air and it's flying, it looks like a little person. That's what it is. Scientifically, that's what it is. I don't know why this professor is saying it's a fairy, but then he's like, well, or that's what it wants you to see. And I'm like, all right. I like that. I, you know what? I'm going to accept that answer. Top five answers on the board. hundred people surveyed. Number one answer is, all right, it's a fairy. (laughs) So I I just accepted that. And it was, it was very, uh, it was cool. It was just this, but, but literally Beth, as, as somebody who is a skeptic by nature, even though I'm a believer, I'm a skeptical Mm -hmm. believer, Mm -hmm. seeing something like this leap up in front of me and light up and that there were multiple, it Mm -hmm. was it was really a transcending moment of, wow, the world is a pretty magical place when you look for it. So even, even if that is what people have long often seen and thought of as fairies, does that mean that the fairy realm doesn't exist? I don't know. You know, I mean, we talk about intention and thought forms and tulpas in the uh, world of ghosts. Why can't that exist in the elemental world, uh, the fey world that people have put forth this concept for so long that that is what it takes the disguise of. And I wasn't obviously going to the wall expecting to see Tinkerbell. I was looking for something logical and it gave me something logical to look at. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That's a really cool story. And we are going to put those pictures up. I mean, if you're, if you're okay with it. Please, on definitely. On Instagram. That's your job, Erica. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I you hate social media. You. I'm so bad at it. <laughs> the, um, the, the picture that you sent, the one where they're backlit, mm-hmm. right? Is that, did you take those or that's from the No, the that's, that's, those are online. So I'm sure you can source okay. it. Um, and I can't remember the professor's name, but just look up real f- uh, fairies. And once you pan through the Cottingly okay. fairies nonsense, you'll see the, the pictures of these little sparkly uh, suckers hovering in the air, but yeah. they are, they're really cool. It's really, yeah. it's really fascinating to see. Yeah. And you know, what I thought was interesting and Beth and I talked about this a little bit before the show was, you know, I've seen those big like mosquito eater looking things. They're quite large and their legs and arms or whatever, they're, they're, they're really long. Right. And so what I think is interesting is in the, in the back, in the quote, we'll call them the fairy picture. They're not the same length. They, right. I feel like they should have been longer if they were the mosquito eater things. Um. <laughs> I don't know. I love that Erica's like logically talking me out of the fact that it was a bug. <laughs> well, uh, theoretically, <laughs> the length of the inside seam of the left leg <laughs> seems shorter than the other leg. I just think, you know, because our because it's important <laughs> to look at things from all different right. perspectives and all sure. different angles. And mm-hmm. if somebody's really scientific and they're going to delve deep into these pictures while Yes, we can also go into the idea that, like your your um, friend from Ireland said, well, is that maybe what they want you to think? Um, and I love that answer. That's what an answer I, I resonate with 120,000%. But I also, you know, am scientific by nature too. And just was looking at that picture and I was like, wait a minute. These, the, the legs and the arms are not as long as if, 
you were to take a picture of a mosquito eater flying. I don't think I'm not hundred percent sure, but it just, it just struck me as odd. That's all. And by maybe the way, he, maybe he just had his arms bent up like he's ready to fight me. <laughs> he's ready to take you down, Dave. Bring And that is exactly what they sound like. <laughs> I know. I know. I've, I've heard. That that's actually are they do they sound like that, Erica? Uh they well, so it's it is definitely more of a like a high pitched when I'm working intuitively and I communicate with, um, you know, a lost loved one or something from the paranormal realm. And we're dealing more on the humanistic soul level. There's a tone that is much different than something that's elemental or, or fairy. And the tone, the pitch is, is yeah, a bit higher, a bit, uh, more distant. It's, it's smaller. Um, is the best way I could describe it. <laughs> I'm talking about magical monsters and all these fun things. We did an episode of um, Darkness Radio one night. We were talking about these creatures, and there was a character. This this is a real character, and you guys got to have somebody on to talk about this. It's called the Snallygaster. Oh. Hmm. Okay, and it, it's this goofy-looking creature with tentacles and mm-hmm. this uh, like a hawk head and a hippo body. It's just like the weirdest thing, but just the name that was, I'm like, Tim, I, I actually, we have audio from this creature, you know, we've, we've, <laughs> we've, we've, you've heard the big, you've heard the Bigfoot yelps, right? The whoop and all yeah. listen. And I was like, what are you looking at? Just pass me by or I'm going to smack you with me. <laughs> so that became the Snallygaster voice on our radio show. And it's really weird. Cause like I did that for only about one year and it's like nine years ago. And people are still like, where's the Snallygaster? <laughs> so. It sounds like a Dr. Seuss creature. I like you know it. What I, you know what I thought of? It was the uh, little character from uh, uh, Rudolph. Welcome to the oh, land of misfit toys. Yes. <laughs> Nobody's ever heard of a John in the box, right? Uh, oh, my, a kind of Ed Winnie character. But uh, yeah, just the snally gaster. That sounds like the silliest creature on earth. And I, I want one as a pet. And, that's, and, they're, and they're saying that's like a real creature. Yes. Snally gasters. And then there is a, a Dwayo, which I think is D-W-A-Y-O, which is this like giant wolf creature, which happens to be the natural um uh, predator that fights the Snallygaster. Oh wow! So, so it's the like one Godzilla versus what's that movie that's King, coming King out? King Kong, right? Yeah. So, so then I was like the twisted mentality in my head. I'm like doing the I'll fight you any day of the week. Well, all right, <laughs> let's get it on right now. Right? I'm doing these multiple voices of somehow Rolf the dog always works his way into my uh, voices, but uh, yeah. So I, I, I love these things. I love different characters. And I'll tell you what, I'll connect you with Christopher Balzano. You want to talk to him about the Bridgewater Triangle on the show because he talks mm-hmm. about um, these creatures called the Puckwudgies. Have you ever heard of the Ooh. Puckwudgies? I have mm-hmm. heard the I've heard the name, but I don't remember what they are. Yeah, and uh, it's safe to uh, Google. It's one of the few words that are safe. It won't be associated <laughs> with any kind of porn at all, Puckwudgies, <laughs> which is weird because when you hear the name Puckwudgie, it sounds filthy. But... Uh, <laughs> Right, like some kind of scatological porn site you're going to find. Uh, but it's not. Puckwudgies are these beings that are elementals. And uh, mm-hmm. if if uh, if Chris Balzano can't talk to you, I'll get Sam Beltrusis for you or something because he's got some really interesting stories and, and believes that these yeah. creatures can 
uh, in fact, affect humans and their uh, emotions. Oh, wow. uh, there's really? also your friend, Chris Fleming, Beth, you should have him on the show mm-hmm. because he's very much into imps and has run across imps in many different investigations and yeah. fairy folk and, um, mm-hmm. and very much like you, Erica, he loves this stuff. He, he believes in it mm-hmm. and, uh, and believes that about there. him. Yeah. 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 So yeah, there's just a couple of leads for you, but uh, yeah, look up the Dwayo and Snallygaster. Get okay. somebody in to talk to you about that. That's great. Who won't break into weird voices and then Pukwudgies and imps and uh, oh my God, it's great. I also have a friend, Amy, who used to um, go out to Univcon in Pennsylvania. She actually has what she believes is a fairy footprint on a stone. No. Oh, really? Oh, I love that. Yeah, it's yeah, I'll 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 connect you guys on uh, social media. But she has this really cool little rock. It's it's mm-hmm. probably like the size of a fifty cent piece, but uh, she sh- shows you, and it looks like a little footprint right in there. I mean, like a really oh, that's small. Amazing. And I don't mean like a baby foot, like a like a fairy footprint in wow. this rock. It's really cool. So uh, I don't know what it is. She doesn't know what it is, but she wants somebody to look at it. And I'm actually trying to get a forensic geologist friend of mine to examine this rock and tell us what it is. Oh, that would be amazing. Now, Erica, when you Mm -hmm. do your experiment, Erica is going to do a fairy experiment. Maybe you should put some wet cement down. (laughs) (laughs) In the middle of the night, you hear from Erica's fairy garden. Right? There's birds out there pecking at him off the concrete floor. Yeah, it's, I don't think that's a good oh idea. Oh my gosh, yeah, that's not a good You're the idea. Worst. You're the worst. Be really <laughs> hey, we got to get our evidence Final. somehow. <laughs> right. Proof of fairies, I could see it. Unfortunately, it's like a 20 second video of the fairies trapped in the little cement and then birds eating them. Oh my God, that would be awful. <laughs> I think I could live with myself. <laughs> I am very excited for the fairy experiment, but I will definitely not be putting concrete down. <laughs> Beth's going to have fly strips laying all around the house. Oh, no. Oh gosh, Are we giving people to protect this thing? <laughs> We're giving now, people now bad ideas. People are thinking I'm not taking this serious. I am, but I think we can also have fun and light yes, with this. And I believe course. a lot of these elemental and face spirits, I think they're about that. I think they're more yeah. about being in a better place of, of light and laughter and having fun. I think that they would, I, I think that would be something that they would enjoy. Maybe I'm wrong. I've never, know. never had one call into the show before. So I, <laughs> I don't know. No, you're a hundred percent accurate. And the more you laugh and play and joke, um, they're mischievous. Uh, you know, and I'm and I'm just generalizing because I don't know all these other elemental things that exist out there. My my connection is more so just to the fairies, but um, yeah, it's always been it's always been uplifting and playful and fun and they're energizing versus like paranormal investigating. It gets heavy and deep and dark and um, and so I just. I just absolutely am so excited to create this experiment. <laughs> well, I did an ayahuasca journey uh, last year oh. that put me in touch with, uh, you know, I've had an overwhelming fear of death my whole life yeah, and, yeah. and snakes. And I had this revelation, this amazing journey on this um, uh, ayahuasca that mm-hmm. really just took me to different places. So I, I thought it'd be great when, when you go in the, 
practitioner asks you for a word of intent, my word of intent was forgiveness and it taught me a whole thing. But this was, uh, I would like to go in and just with the concept of um, enlightenment towards other beings and mm. see if if Bigfoot, if I can make a connection with Bigfoot or aliens or the fairy folk um, and, uh, and, and see that for myself because I firmly believe, I know people are going to say, dude, you were on a hallucinogenic drug. <laughs> I, saw, but, but I saw things and had clarity. I cannot even begin to explain to you. Um, although I tried and you can listen to darkness radio and hear my episode on uh, serpents and whatever I called it. Uh, but it was all about my journey and it was really powerful, mm -hmm. but I would love to do that and see if I can, in fact, kind of commune with them and, and make it known because how cool would that, I'd be the greatest grandpa ever. If I could, <laughs> I know that's amazing. I yeah. Unless, of course, like the only way they come out is if you're romping naked in a field of flowers. That would not be. <laughs> well, now, you, well, you know. Oh, sorry. Go ahead, Beth. <laughs> go ahead. I was going to say something no. really stupid. Just ignore me. Oh. <laughs> Why should you stop now? Come on. Let right. me have it. Let's hear it. <laughs> no, um, I was just going to say, you know, ayahuasca is a plant medicine. And right. it, it makes perfect sense to me that. Um, that would be a great portal to connect with interdimensional beings, including the fairy folk, like you say. And um, I mean, really, even uh, recently, I've, I've been learning a little bit more about psilocybin and its mushrooms and that as another form of plant medicine, there's some really deep healing work that can happen with that. And then once you move through those layers, then to be able to connect in interdimensionally, um, yeah, what a cool thing that would be. I connected with animals. Like I, I can't even tell you how impactful it was. It was insane. I was flying. I was seeing through the eyes of a bird. I, wow. Wow. as it was happening, my arms struck out to the side and I couldn't, I, I felt like I was flying and I could see at first I could, with my eyes closed, I could feel the sun on my face. And then when I opened my eyes, I could see I was flying and, wow. and just wow. cruising. And it was like, I was, I was uh, telepathically connected with a bird. And what was funny is universe, the cosmos, the great intelligence, God, whatever you want to refer to the uh, superior being or beings that exist, you know, I'm thinking, oh, this is my totem. You know, my, my totem must be the eagle. And then all of a sudden I, I'm in the bear and I could, I, I'm in the woods and I, I, I can feel the strength of the bear. And I'm like, oh no, I'm the bear, the, the bear. And then <laughs> no, no, wait, I'm the, I'm the raccoon. And wow. literally after like four or five times, this voice is like, no, 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 stop thinking. Just be it. You're part of all of it. That's what we're showing you. Oh, You're wow. not one thing. You are all things and all things are one. And I'm like, I'm like, wow, that's so deep. I thought I was high, but really something <laughs> intelligent is talking to me. It was so cool wow, because dude. there was this other voice having a dialogue with me, walking yeah. me through this whole experience. I never felt more connected to animals ever than I did after that. Did it that's sound funny. like your voice? No. No, oh, that's wow. why I said I could tell the difference. And it was it was irritated with me. <laughs> it was, it was very irritated. It's like, shut up and listen. I'm trying to impart wisdom on you. <laughs> uh, I don't know why all of a sudden he starts to turn into Gilbert Godfrey as my uh <laughs> hey, I'm trying to why can't you just enjoy the trip and shut up, Schrader? Your <laughs> universal guide. Yeah, right. That that would be my luck that Gilbert Godfrey is my universal uh guide through this journey in life. 
But when you oh, did, when you took the ayahuasca, did you throw up and all that stuff first? No, I had a really good practitioner. Oh, that's and so it was, good. It was actually and and Erica, um, I can send you guys the link to the episode. I don't remember it. She, yeah. I had GK the practitioner on uh, uh-huh. that talked about what she gave me, and I think it was psilocybin and something else, but it was a yeah. chocolate. But okay. it was ayahuasca, and it's it's uh, this guru that they work with. Yeah, uh, who's a, a very holy medicine manny kind of guy in New York. Yeah. Um, creates these blends for different deals. And okay. so you don't have that violent pooping and puking yourself, which is, I wanted no part of that. You're right. I don't care how much enlightenment. Yeah. I don't care how much enlightenment I get if it ends up with me pooping myself. <laughs> I had enough of that. In, the demons, Dave. Yeah, I, I had enough of that in college. I don't need it anymore. Right. So, um, but no, it was it was a, a beautiful uh, experience, and it felt like I was cradled in the universe. It was really amazing. Wow, um, wow. Yeah. Oh so, yeah. Please uh, send us that episode. Yeah. Because I want to listen to it, it, and I want to share it. I yeah. did it like a week. I, I did the episode about a week after my journey, so it was all fresh in my mm-hmm. mind. And it was Cindy Kaza uh, from the Holzer Files. While mm-hmm. we were out on the road, this was pre-COVID. We were out on the road, and she's like, "D, uh, I, I would like you and Shane to do this journey." And my I, again, first thing I said is, "Am I going to poop or puke?" And she said, "No, no, unless you do that, unless you do that normally." And I'm like, "I don't know. I've never dropped dropped ayahuasca before." She's like, "No, no, this is they really have this literally down to a science." She trusts yeah. these people and the practitioner, and I I gave in, and you know it was really cool because you're in multi levels of consciousness throughout the entire um, journey, so I was in in and aware of what was going on. Um, and then I was also aware of everything, uh, you know, the big everything else. Big and it was, cash. yeah, it was cool to be tied in. And, and I was given these bits of information and it was like, boom, 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 learn a lesson, boom, 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 take me to something else, boom, 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 learn a lesson, boom, 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 boom. And it sounds weird, but it was just like mm. these beautiful pockets of information that I was given that, that would unfold in, in gorgeous ways. And I would see these things and, and experience these things. And, you know, yeah. uh, I, I think I might've mentioned it to you, uh, Erica, I was talking about this, my mom, you know, my mom passed away, uh, going to be five years ago. Mm-hmm. And Beth, you remember my mom would come yeah. on all these trips and loved them. Uh, so she, uh, when she died, I was there and I watched her take her last breaths and it crippled me. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I felt like I had PTSD. I know that sounds mm-hmm. uh, like I'm, I'm, um, belittling people that have been in wartime, but I, I couldn't yeah. close my eyes at night without seeing my mom die. Oh, and it, sure. it, it, it really, sh- as a matter of fact, I was like, I kept convincing myself. My mom would not have wanted me to see that. I know she, that's why mm-hmm. we were on our way out. We were going to go have dinner and then come yeah. back. And it was as soon as we were all out in the hall that mom let go. Mm-hmm. And my dad just happened to go back in to grab something. And the nurse said, I, th- I think she's going. And my dad turned around and brought us back into the room and we were there for that. But so I was carrying this grief for the last three years of having that moment. And in this revelation, this amazing journey that opens up to me, um, as I'm, I'm confronting all these things, all of a sudden I'm snapped to it. Now my mom's not there, but I could sense she's on the peripheral, but I'm, I'm communicating with some force and it says, um, it's trying to convey to me, it's how we look at things. Mm. is how the experience uh, is what the experience means to us. And it said, stop looking at this as a burden. Mm. 
Yeah. You have to look at this for the gift that was given to you. And, and I remember saying, what flipping gift is it to watch your mother die? And he said, the voice said to me, she was there when you took your first breath. You were there when she gave hers. That was her gift to you for eternity. Oh. She gave you her last breath. And, wow. and that really just kind of, I was like, oh. And when I came out of this completely, I don't have that PTSD. I still, mm -hmm. you know, you still feel helpless because it's like you're, you know, watching somebody drown and you can't save them. Mm -hmm. um, but, but that PTSD is gone. It was, it's a different, remarkable way of looking at things. So that's why I said it'd be interesting to do this with the intent of seeing the fairy folk. But again, then you have to, the skeptical side of you says, if I put that in my mind, am I allowing that, um, uh, you know, that, that, uh, imagination, it? right. Yeah. The imagination particle, which is really an important part of who we are mm -hmm. to, to have free reign to see these things. So it's, it's tough, but I would like to anyway, because, you know, I had so many connections I couldn't have expected during the, um, the journey. My fear of snakes is 99% gone. My fear of death, I'm still not looking forward to it and I'm in no rush to get there, but I don't have the same foreboding, you know, feel of, of the end. Uh, I don't like getting older and I hate looking at things now that it's now I've only got like 15 to 20 more Christmases that, that bogs me down. But you know, again, how do you look at things? Don't look at it as 20 more Christmases. Yeah. Look at it as 365 times 20. That's still a lot of days to have fun. Right. 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 That's very, uh, very true. So. Yeah. yeah. Is this something you can do in the United States? I mean, is that where you did it? <laughs> Are you not allowed to tell us? <laughs> I hear things. I hear things. Yes. Uh, it, it is not, it is not uh, uh, legal yet, oh, um, okay. but there is a lot of work and, and Erica probably knows about this. There's a lot of work that's being done with these because it is treating PTSD. It is yeah. having really remarkable effects on people that are dealing with debilitating uh, depression and anxiety. Um, I, I'm all for it a hundred percent behind it because I think just in that one brief exchange, like a three hour journey I was on, I can feel the weight of the world that was lifted off my shoulders. And I, I walked away from it going, I, I never need to do it again. That was remarkable. I never wow. need to do it again. And now a year later, I'm like, I want to do that again. I want yeah. to enter that realm again and become part of the universe and just be. So I'm very psyched about the opportunity to, uh, to experiment, but, uh, I can connect you, uh, if, if you email me and I'll, I'll connect you, Erica and Beth with, uh, with GK, my, uh, the practitioner, and she can, um, help put you through the network to people that are on the same path as her and can help you, uh, find somebody to do it, but don't go into it with fear. It's not about yeah. fear. Yeah. yeah. Well, and also Dave, I really appreciate that you say how you say that because, um, you know, I want to encourage the listeners that if you do decide to take a journey like this, that you're really cautious and aware of who you choose to guide you down the path. Yes. Um, because if you, if it's with somebody who's not truly in it with the right intentions, who doesn't have the shamanic training and the background and the, the deeper um, spiritual understanding, the, the, the journey will, will, <laughs> for lack of a better term, it will not be fun. Um, and, and it could, for all intents and purposes, be dangerous too. So plant, plant medicine is, is an, is intense. And, you know, 
I, I went to Peru and did a lot of studying out there um, and was very interested in uh, ayahuasca and that journey, but also discovered that plant medicine also is um, as what we would view as simple as drinking cacao or chocolate, right? And it's right. the intention of how we um, formulate it, we mix it, we we prepare it, and then in the ceremony of partaking it. And I, I've got to tell you, I, I did a cacao ceremony that um, knocked me off my feet in a very beautiful way and was just as healing as if I would imagine, because I have not done psilocybin yet or ayahuasca, but that it would it would it opens up the connection to the universe. It's plants, plant medicine. And, and I don't know, it just brings me back to the fairy realm with the plants and uh, they're all about the earth. And so I do think there's a connection, but I do appreciate oh, right. that, that you, you recognize how important it is to work with the right people. And it's, you know, there, there are people, um, you know, two good friends of mine have done journeys and they, they were told that uh, you do three journeys. That's when you have completed a cycle. The yeah. first journey is usually this brilliant, beautiful breathtaking. The second journey is usually a much darker place um, that takes you through uh, a lot more of the garbage and can be scary. The third one is again, that kind of, we've broken back through that wall and we're good. And uh, my practitioner, the people, I, they're like, no, it doesn't have to be that. And and as a matter of fact, even if you go in with fear, because I'm I'm not going to lie, my fear of snakes was ridiculous. Mm. And my big fear was that I'm going to see snakes and they're going to be crawling out of the walls or crawling out of my skin. Mm. Yeah. And the first freaking thing I encounter is a snake in in my <laughs> journey. But but it it was like it was cathartic. It wasn't scary from the moment it, it interacted. I literally felt like I was. Um, being born ah. and I could feel the undulation of like coming through the, um, birth canal. Oh, but wow. what I got the impression of is that's the snake and that's how we're born. And that, that is, you know, snakes are very powerful and they're yeah. about creation and, and eternity and life. And it was really powerful to me. But again, you start to look at these things and you look at the animals and you realize the intelligence behind them, that they're not just this slithery thing or a flying thing or a, but licking thing like my dog, right? <laughs> I know it's hard to believe looking at my dog, there's anything intelligent going on in there, but there is, there is another level of intelligence and, yes. and allowing this plant medicine, I could see that, yeah, then you're, you're coming into contact with what nature wants to give you to heal, right? We keep talking about, we need to heal the earth and the earth can heal us if we let mm -hmm. it and allowing these fey folk, allowing these mysteries and magic to yeah. encompass us and allow us in that door, just the concept of that can begin a healing factor for you. So by yeah. opening up and your listeners opening up to the concept that maybe this sounds far-fetched in science fiction, but if it's real, why not go down that journey? Because it's always more fun to take a journey with eyes wide open than to fight it because you think you know more than the rest of the world, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. So allowing yourself into the concept of fairies and fae folk and leprechauns and wee people and brownies <laughs> and, and then the elementals and just letting yourself become one with that, you might start to realize that the pieces of you that have been missing have always been there and, and it's yeah. it can be reformulated with these connections. Yeah. Oh, I love that. Yeah. 
what else can we say? <laughs> That's I know, <laughs> I know. And with that, my gosh. <laughs> I know, Dave. I really we were speaking of beliefs, beliefs and conditioning. <laughs> All belief is believed. <laughs> Suddenly, I'm gonna guru out on this I thing. Love um, it. Start taking some nice yoga poses and right. zenning out I, now. <laughs> I cannot. I cannot yoga pose. Although I will tell you, I don't lay on my back for, for long. I'm not comfortable on my back. I'm a side sleeper, everything. But I did most of this journey flat on my back and never mm -hmm. had any pain. And what was really weird is that this this environment she built in this room that we did this in, I, you know, I sat there, uh, what's the proper terminology now? I sat there, uh, cross-legged on the floor okay. and I can't do that. I have horrible knees, but ah. being in this environment with them talking about healing and about, I sat there with my legs crossed and, uh, I, I, I didn't, I'm I like how I have not sat cross-legged on the floor and I can't tell you how long and I didn't ache and I didn't hurt afterwards. And mm -hmm. it was really, it was really pretty compelling. Just the whole aspect of that. And, and um, I just wish for your listeners and for people around the world to open up to more of the magic of the universe around us yes. and yeah. allow people, whether you think you're communing with spirits or angels or ghosts, you have more power than you give yourself credit for. And if we can come, combine this in concert with uh, the elements and with nature, this opens up a bigger paradigm and, and can take you out of depression and can take you out of anxiety and can take you out of these moments because you realize that in, in total, you're more than just the sum of the parts that you're looking at in the mirror today. And, exactly. and that's pretty, that's pretty freeing. I mean, I still fight anxiety and depression, but you know, uh, those are part of the elements that help me come back and swing out of it is, is realizing that I'm, it's not about me. It's about, you know, so much more than, than what I do. I, I, today is an anniversary. I, I posted on, uh, social media. I post this every couple of years. Um, when I tried to commit suicide as a teenager mm -hmm. and I, I posted, and I'm very open and raw about it mm -hmm. because I realized, you know, in that moment I felt alone. And, you know, when we're in those selfish moments, and I don't mean that in a bad way, don't, don't feel bad if you're on that post, but we're in that selfish moment because we're thinking that nobody's felt this way. Nobody's ever done yeah. this. And yeah. through the magic of music is what saved my life. As I was flipping radio stations, the gun didn't go off, uh, obviously, cause I'm, I'm here okay. chatting with you two, yes. uh, <laughs> multiple, multiple pulls of the trigger and, and it, the gun wouldn't fire. And I knew it was loaded. I put the gun away mm -hmm. because my dad's headlights panned through the room and I didn't want him to hear the sound of the fight, the gun firing and know he was l late by seconds. So I put oh. the gun away. I went downstairs, put on my headphones, turned on my stereo and, and a song was playing and I listened to it and I, I kind of liked it. It was a bubblegum poppy song. And uh, yeah. And then I spun the dial and, and caught it again. And I, I listened, it was around the third time. It, it was like that feeling when, you've got headphones on and somebody's talking to you and you can hear them in the background, but you can't hear specifically what they're saying around the third or fourth time of hearing that it was like somebody just lifted their hands off my ears. And I hear the song dancing in the dark. And I hear these lyrics saying, you know, uh, I don't, I, you know, I don't like my hair, my clothes, my face. Uh, you know, he's, he's lonely. He wants a better life than he's got. And it, I was like, wow, this guy, this guy knows what I feel like. I'm not alone. Somebody else has done this and look wow. at him. He's, he's a major rock and roll star. So I've taken that. And then I, I built on that th through my whole life. So it's nice to me is when I share that story 
with listeners and with people on my social media, they can connect with that and feel like they're not alone. And hopefully it yeah. speaks. And every year I get mm. beautiful letters from people saying, you know, I was on that precipice and I read what you wrote and I realized I'm not alone and, and I'm here a year later or five years later. Um, yeah. And that, you know, that to me is part of this journey too, is sharing these elements of who we are and that we can be broken and have uh, weaknesses. That's not what defines us. It's how we decide to push forward and move ahead that will truly tell us who we are and show to the world what we can do. So, you know, I always tell people, you know, instead of, uh, of weathering the storm, dance in the rain and just enjoy it as much as you possibly can, because this is our one life, whether you believe in reincarnation or the afterlife, this one life is all you've got right now. Make the very best of it. Yeah. That's yeah. so true. Wow. Yeah, Thank you, Dave, that, Dave, for sharing that. I, yeah. I didn't realize that you had been down that path and oh, yeah. you know had that journey. So definitely appreciate you sharing. Uh, mental health awareness is an especially near and dear to my heart um, and maybe something we can talk about more another time. But sure. I, uh, yeah, I'm glad you're still here. Yeah, I'm glad I'm still here too. So are my ex-wives because where would they be getting all the uh, child support from? I, uh, you know, I do. I, I, you sit there and you think about moments when, you know, that was the end of my world at that time. And I hadn't, I, I hadn't had any kids yet. I hadn't lived a life. How could that wow. be the end of the yeah. world? And now I look at all that would have happened and, and, and it's okay to, um, uh, how do I want to put this? It's okay to revel in, in the realization of how we touch the world. And I like to sit back and I think, and, and Beth, you know, when, when you're feeling low or something, you think, gosh, what do I matter? What, what, what's my place in this whole universe? Sometimes I look back and I'm like, you know what, had I not, had I not befriended Tim at a, at a downtime at college when there was some issues with him and we became friends. We wouldn't do darkness radio together. He wouldn't have reached out to me to start that show. And we wouldn't have impacted people the way we do. We wouldn't have made this okay to talk about the strange world around us. And we talk about depression, talk about our anxieties, talk about life as a reality and not something we have to shelter or hide away, but something that we can just be open and frank about. And that, that helps people. And then you look at, you know, doing that show, I was introduced to chip coffee. And then um, a couple months later, when a production company said, do you know a good medium? I said, you should contact chip coffee, which launched his TV career. And many people that we come into position with that at the moment, we don't understand, but you know, doing darkness radio events, how many people met that were people that felt like outsiders and didn't have people that they could relate to because they had beliefs in ghosts and UFOs and fairies and, and so on. And, and then, now they found their people and we have people that have made lifelong friendships and found their, their, uh, life partner. Um, we've had, uh, proposals and marriages happen at our events and you just yeah. sit back and it's not like the, well, look at me, look at how grand I am. But you realize that in the whole cosmic thing, you, the one spoke you think is not important, mm -hmm. realize just how important you were on that wheel in the journey because you took all these people along for the ride with you and unbeknownst to you, you've put them into different trajectories that change their lives. And again, it's not a, meant to be a, a back padding situation, but it's a moment to reflect, to say, it's okay to feel bad because that's not all I am. And, mm -hmm. and I've done more and I've been more and I will continue to do so. And, 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 you know, revel in those moments. 
Yeah. And well, yeah. Erica and I met at a darkness event, actually. That's how <laughs> yeah. we met on the Queen Mary. Yeah, the Queen Mary. So yeah. basically, it's, without me, you two would be nothing. That's I'm right. right. <laughs> See, where would we be? I mean, it's all connect the dots. <laughs> it really is. It, it's like this string theory, you know, like, yep. um, I just love that. You you know about that um, experiment, right? And they, they, I think it was they cut the atom in half and right. put it one, like all the way on the other side of the world. And then they had it on one other side of the world and they started manipulating it. And it, the, the spooky well, action other, at a distance or something like that. I yeah. can't remember the name of it, but yeah, that it can, yeah. it can and sense. It started, yes. It started like reacting to what they were doing on the other side of the world. And it's just mind boggling to me because that's what we are. We're made up of all these little atoms and molecules and, and how could we, how, how could we all not be connected? And so, you know, you, your choice in, in staying here and, and sharing your light and continuing to move through, even when you were at your lowest and darkest um, has brought so much joy that you could have never imagined in that time but you are strong enough to fight through it. And um, that's, that's huge. So, yeah. There, there are days when dealing with snotty teenagers, I wonder if I made the right choice. <laughs> Fair enough. I do understand that one, you know. <laughs> Maybe that wasn't such a bad plan after all. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah, I'm glad I'm, I'm here and you see the world and how it, uh, what comes from it. So enjoy it. And man, I, I hope people start seeing the magic in the world again. And I, I think we are on the precipice of something pretty remarkable in the next few years. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. I think our worlds are about to become a lot bigger because I think that a lot of these things that we've speculated about are going to start being confirmed. And I think we're yeah. going to start seeing some pretty mm -hmm. interesting stuff. You know, I think we captured fairies 110,000% in this podcast even including talking about suicide and depression, mm -hmm. because that is what fairies in my experience represent truly the deeper healing aspects of recognizing the, the, that we are all connected and never ever are we ever alone. Even when we think we are, we are not. And um, it's, so I think even going down into that, that what I guess our human brain would consider a darker space, it's still lighted and it's still, yeah. we, we captured the fairy uh, essence to a T in my opinion. <laughs> yeah. I, can I think promise you, I'm alone in the shower. There's no, self <laughs> no self-respecting so fairies that are going to hang out for that. There's just, they're like, no, 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 they can't believe what they're seeing. The, the tables have been turned. <laughs> No, Dave, wow. uh, everything you've talked about was very inspiring. I really appreciate all of the, all that you had Certainly. to share with us and, and everything that you had to tell us. Yeah. And um, I think we could probably talk to you for hours because there's so much more. I mean, I also, I we don't have time probably today, but I, I want to hear more about the alien that you saw at the East Eddy Ranch. I listened to that episode or people could just go listen to that episode it's really yes. fascinating. I have sent that episode to so many people, although actually I'm not really sure how to find it anymore because is it, do you have, well, let me tell you. Yes. Please tell us. We're actually now, uh, we are part of Stitcher. Okay. And if you go to pretty much any podcast tool, you can find us. We're even on Amazon music. Um, mm -hmm. if you ask your smart device, uh, to go ahead and play the new episode of darkness radio, find it. But if you go on uh, to Stitcher, 
uh, and find Darkness Radio. That's the name of our show, Darkness Radio. And scroll back to the first season. I believe it was in our first or second season um, that I went to Yosemite Ranch. I want to say it was the first season because I think I went in October of 2006 to the Yosemite Ranch. So I think sometime in October, I talk about my experience there. And uh, it was it was pretty remarkable. So you can scroll back because right now we've got our first three seasons up and then the last I think six or seven seasons up of our 15 season career. So uh, wow. we're still editing and, and by we, I mean, Tim yeah. slaving away, <laughs> slaving away at, at an editing table uh, is going through and, and editing the old episodes and putting them up so that uh, we've taken all the music and elements that uh, are copyrighted out and, and just the show and our interviews will be made available. Okay. And like, That's is exciting. it, is there a paid section where you can see archive or find archives or is it it's all? Just, well, there's, it's, you know, if you go to Stitcher, you can pay $5 a month for um, uh, Stitcher premium, which gives you all the shows ad free. Or if you don't mind some commercial breaks during the episode, you can listen for free by just going oh, to Stitcher amazing. and looking up darkness radio. And uh, uh, yeah, it makes it real easy to, uh, to listen to our show and scroll back. So you, I mean, you have to go back and scroll, scroll, scroll till you mm-hmm. get to, you know, uh, 2006. So you got a, a little bit of work yeah. ahead of you, but, but it's good. And it'll work those muscles in your finger that you've been <laughs> neglecting during COVID. Yeah. <laughs> neglecting during COVID. The scrolling will be well worth it. Yeah. Oh, it's yeah. going to burn at least one and a quarter calories. So give it a shot. That's worth it. That's worth it. No, that, that everyone has to listen to that show. I, like I said, I've sent that to so many people. I love that show and I'm dying to go to the, to that ranch. I've tried to get Erica to go with me a few times, <laughs> but then yeah, we just no, haven't aligned. No, don't go. Oh, really? You don't need to be probed. Me, <laughs> me and Beth, me and Beth, we like that stuff. You, you're pure and innocent. Uh, no, it's a it's a really remarkable place. Very harmonious. I think you'd like it there. They're very in tune with the elements and and everything. Love so uh, yeah. I don't think they allow alcohol or drugs on site either. So it uh, yeah. Yeah, they can, you know, everybody's pretty safe uh, and they have big hippie festivals and stuff where they're, they're out there communing and it's pretty cool. And I, I mean that it. seriously. You're speaking my language. Yeah. Dirty, stinky hippies. Erica's in. <laughs> Point me in the direction. Let the probing begin. <laughs> oh my gosh, Dave. Thank you so much for joining us on um, our show tonight. Uh, it's it's just been a pleasure having you and reminiscing and learning and um you know, just exploring the possibilities of what could be out there beyond just the regular paranormal. That's right. And, uh, you know, it's only paranormal right now because we don't understand it more. It'll become normal the more you absorb it and make mm-hmm. yourself a part of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yep. now I can hear my dog whining by the door, so I should go let him out so that he can chase the fairies <laughs> away at the front yard. Ladies, thank you so much for having me on the thank show. Thank you. Take care. <laughs>